Christ. Therefore, why is therefore? Because of this victory, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always, not sometimes, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain, in or when it is in the Lord. This scripture you should have somewhere. Capture it from today if you have not. If you have your mobile phone app, your Bible application on there, take this scripture down. Don't be so arrogant that God has to remind you again 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the body of Christ is being challenged more today yes. than ever in history. In the history of the world, in the history of the church, the body of Christ is being challenged right now yes. to be less than what Christ called for. Yes. The body of Christ is being challenged to be less productive, less steadfast, to be less fixed, to be, the word they use today is fluid. Even the gender terminology is fluid. You don't have to be a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. You can be anything you want to be or a mixture thereof. The church is challenged to be broken from the steadfastness that Christ requires. Yes. When I come into the presence of God, I am reminded of how great he is. Mm -hmm. I am reminded of how much I am not like him and how much he wants me to be a partaker of his divine grace. I am reminded each and every time of how much he wants me to be exactly what this scripture says. Steadfast, yes. unmovable, abounding in him. Confident that what I am doing in him is not a waste of time. If you're coming and you're saying, well, what is the point? Why am I gathering here? I could have stayed at home or stayed in the bed or I could have done so many things today. If anyone is thinking those things, it is because your labor is not in the Lord. I said it, I'll say it again for those listening mm -hmm. online. If you are feeling that way, are you convinced that Attending unto God is a waste of time. It's because your labor is not in the Lord. When you come into this understanding that everything you are doing is in Christ. Every word you are speaking to your neighbor, everything you are sharing with your community is not in vain. Are you here? Mm -hmm. Are you here?
when the Holy Spirit is talking to you, you will come to a point where you'll be sitting in a service and you will actually hear the next thing that is said before it is said. When your spiritual ear begins to be in tuned to the Spirit of God, you will start to hear before it is said what the Spirit is saying to the church. Many people come and they sit and listen at sermons and they don't have a clue as to what's coming next until it is said. That's an indicator of where they're walking. They have no sense of the Spirit, you see. A sense of the Spirit begins to not predict where it's going to go, but actually see where it's going. I could use a torch as an example. I could use any light filament as an example. The light projects from a source outward, and all you need to do is follow the trajectory. You don't have to guess where it's going. You can see where it is going. When the Holy Spirit is speaking, he is speaking in the spirit of us all. Not just that guy up there with the microphone or that lady over there at the dais. No, he's speaking to his body. His truth is revealed through us. And a sensitive soul will begin to see what the Spirit of God is saying. Before that guy, that preacher, that person, that evangelist, whoever it is, opens their mouth, I already see what God is saying. And if I'm not seeing it, that's an indicator. What is steadfastness? Take it from the common dictionary. Steadfast, to be steadfast, is an adjective. Its definition is loosely thus. A, a firmly fixed place. Something that is immovable. B, not subject to change. To be steadfast in a doctrine, in this case the example from Ellen Glasgow, the doctrine of sin is something that you have to be fixed, steadfast in. Again, a firm belief, a determination, or an adherence to, to be loyal. With the example being towards your followers, you have remained steadfast. That means that you are not a traitor. You're not a, a, a coward, a turncoat. You don't come to Christ with a form of loyalty, and then when things get tough, you run away. To be steadfast means I am staying with you God. Hey. It doesn't matter what the cost. It doesn't matter what the, the personal cost is. I am committed to this path of life. A person who is not steadfast will go among colleagues and Jesus will be forgotten. Hmm. A person who is not steadfast will get with their classmates and they're another person. Not sacred. They're they are just one of the boys, they're one of the gang, they're one of the girls, they just fit in. They will walk in the midst of sinners and you couldn't tell them apart from anybody else because there's nothing allegiance to Christ 
They laugh at the same jokes. They say the same words. They use the same humor. They are in the moment. Mm -hmm. God is crying. God is crying. Lord, I want to be steadfast. Hebrews 3.14, for we are made partakers. How precious is that? We are made partakers of Christ. If, conditional phrase, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Now there are those who take that as a doctrinal statement and they argue for, okay, uh, there is no one saved, always saved, because of this verse right here. The, the conditional phrase is if, if you hold, if you hold, if you continue, if you keep walking in this way, then you'll be a complete partaker. But you have to be steadfast unto the end. You can't say today I'm a Christian and tomorrow I might be or, or this week I might do this for God and, and next week I might attend. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. We are come to and remain in that state of permanent resolve with Christ. He himself is faithful to us in the book of Lamentations, as you see quoted there, 322, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. If God turned to me, could he say that about me? That every morning I'm chasing him. Every day I'm pursuing him. Could God say I am faithful? Could God say I am steadfast? Could God say I'm consistent? One day you smile, the next day you frown. One day you're up, the next day you're down. One day you're willing to do anything for anyone, the next day you'll do nothing for any person, no one. Would God say I am steadfast? Am I loyal? Do you even know what loyalty is? Do you know what it means to be loyal to God? To be committed, to be firmly fixed. Jesus. Teach us, oh God. Yes. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Mm. Teach us, Spirit of Grace, your ways. Jesus, you are my example. Amen. If I am to ever become and be and remain a steadfast believer, I must follow Christ with everything I've got. I must cast aside every weight, every fear, yes. every, every connection to anything that would detract me. I must throw down the gauntlet, as it is said, and I am done with pretending I am only committed to this way. Yeah. That's what happens. Hebrews 2, 9. But we see, what, what we see, Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That is the ultimate picture of steadfastness. That he departed from the heavenly 
to come into the earthly, to be made like men, a little lower than angels, because that's how we are described, only for one purpose, to suffer death. Many would throw up their hands if you say, would you volunteer for greatness? They would run to the front. They would say, oh yes, surely I would volunteer for greatness. Mm. Volunteer for notoriety. How many would volunteer for death? Mm. How many would run forward and say, I will give up everything I am holding in order to die that others may live? Mm. If I am holding on to this world so tightly, mm. I am telling God, I don't want your kingdom. I don't want your eternal life. I just want the here and the now. I just want to be rich right now. I just want to have my things right now. I just want to be famous right now. I just want it now. I don't care about the hereafter. I just want it now. And I, I am so pained that there are many in the church that behave the same way. That they don't even want Jesus to come back. They don't even want to see him. They're not interested in him coming back. They want their stuff, man. They want their things, man. You're interfering with our program. We have a five-year plan, Jesus. If you come back now, you're going to mess up our plan. Why does it always sound like the church is being corrected when you start dealing with the truth? Why is it like that? Because it's out of order. If you think the church is in order, you are one of the deceived. The church is out of order. The church is way out of order. And anyone going to a church where they're not telling you that it's out of order, they're deceived as well. I'll say it again. The church is out of order. And the Holy Spirit is trying to bring the church back into order so that Jesus can come and receive us. Time is winding up. This is not a fear message. This is a truth, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Amen. You may not like the flavor and the taste of it, but I am telling you what is in this book. Jesus is coming. Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all things. How many things are all? All. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I not them, I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. What is and? And is a conjunction, is it not? Mm -hmm. Part of speech. So the first part is connected to the second part. Teaching them to observe what I have commanded and I am with you always. So if I'm not doing the first part, I cannot expect the second part. You cannot expect 
God to be with you if you are not doing what he told you. Disobedience separates us from God. It's not him separating us. It's us separating ourselves by choosing not to do what he said. So then we cannot realistically turn and say, oh God, you got to be with me on this. Why? If you're not willing to do what I am telling you, why should I be with you? It's right there in the text. Even unto the end of the world. So if, if I reverse and look at this again, if I am teaching people to observe all of the counsel of the gospel, all of the word of God, not picking, cherry picking, and choosing in some denominational fashion, we'll focus on the baptism, we'll focus on speaking in tongues, we'll focus on prosperity, we'll focus on healing, we'll focus on liturgy. No, all. Not bits and pieces, all of the counsel of God. If you are not teaching the full counsel of this book, do not expect God to be with you. Amen. He is aware of you, as he is aware of everything. But his abiding presence is with those who are teaching the entire counsel of God. Mm. Not the segregated separated, picked apart. No, teach them everything I said. Teach them everything I commanded. Do not hold back. Do not make it short. Well, Lord, they don't like that part. They don't give when I tell them that part. Oh, Lord, they don't like that part. They get mad at me when I... <laughs> make up your mind. Are you pleasing him or are you pleasing them? Make up your the spirit of Jesus, not the physical presence, is with us always. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Jesus in the new body that he received when he was transfigured, when he went up to glory, is at the right hand of the Father. I hear many people talking about Jesus came and he walked here and Jesus was over there. He didn't promise I would physically come and be with you. By his spirit, he is with us, mm -hmm. within us, mm -hmm. dwelling with us. Mm -hmm. I've developed a very strong distrust of people always talking about Jesus came and saw me 10 different times and Jesus came over here and did that and Jesus went over there and did that. And you look at what they're teaching and you can see clearly they're not teaching the full counsel of God. So why would Jesus be associating himself with someone who's not teaching the book? Why, why would he give credence to someone who's not teaching his word that's a lie from hell yes so you did see something yes something did come to you I admit you had a, a visitation but it wasn't Jesus it wasn't Jesus I am learning a lot in the last 72 hours I have seen so many things in the last 72 hours I am convinced Last scripture for this session, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. How many believe this scripture? Can I see a show of hands? Raise your hand if you really believe it. 
Raise it as if you intend to be, to be seen. I believe, amen. Thank you. I believe this is the word of God. I believe this is true. I believe that there will be a cloud. Hey. I, I believe that there will be the Lord. Hey. I believe that it will be in the air. I believe that we will be caught up. I believe all of that. I don't doubt any of it. I believe it all. Tell someone on the street, oh, oh, so you think a big a UFO is going to come in a cloud and then you're going to be beamed up like Star Trek. Ha, ha, ha. I said, brother, you can laugh all you want to. I won't be here when you learn the truth. Are oh, you understand? That's the reality. I want to be with Jesus forever. See? Until he rips in your gut, in your spirit, down in your soul. Do you really want to be with him forever? Many Christians cannot imagine not being in this world. And if you're one of them, and you're sitting there where you are, and you can't imagine what it would be like to not be in this There is something that needs to be worked out of you. If you can't see yourself in the presence of God forever. No TV, no mobile phone, no internet, no automobiles, no work, no school. But the presence of God forever. We stand together in Jesus' name this first session. Daddy God. Lord, you're opening the eyes of your church, the eyes of your people. I cannot pray in their place. I'm praying with them. I'm praying for them. Only they can pray to you themselves. With their own voice, with their own mind, with their own heart, Daddy God. Let every person seek after you. Lord, bring me into this steadfastness, this consistency, this unmovable state that nothing will break or bend or turn me from your truth, that nothing will intimidate me or frighten me or make me go back away from the commitment that I have made to you and that you have made to me. Teach me how to speak to others according to this place that Jesus, you have made inside of me, where you dwell, where you have your dwelling, where you live, where you rule and reign on the throne of my heart, where you are Lord of all. Bring us as a body, as a people, into this steadfastness across this city, across this island, yes. across this Eastern yes. European hemisphere, yes. across the Western hemisphere, yes. the Northern hemisphere, yes. and around the world. And every believer who was called by the name of Jesus enter into this place with us as we are gathered together before you. We anticipate your coming, your arrival, yes. Lord Jesus. Yes. Make us ready, make us ready. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. Find your neighbor, your friend, put your arms around him, tell him, be ye steadfast. Hmm.